This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my God, Trump, and the 2020 election podcast for Tuesday, August 4th. That's only 92 days to the election. And this is the podcast that deals with the fact that Donald Trump must win and what's at stake for Christians if he loses. And today my guest is Amir George, someone I have known for a long time who writes frequently for our various websites. And he did a great article called Ralph Reed Says the Stakes of the 2020 Election Couldn't Be Higher. And I agree with that. In fact, I interviewed uh, Ralph Reed in depth in my new book, and I have a whole lot of respect for him. And he has also written a book about the election. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm always glad to kind of promote the stuff he does. And so um, today I'm just going to have a conversation with Amir George, who I know is a real man of prayer, a man who's very concerned about what's happening in America. So let me welcome you and just ask you if maybe you could give my listeners a little overview to this uh, op-ed that you wrote for us. You know, Ralph Reed said it was a great, a big a consequential election, but Newt, Newt Gingrich just recently put it even more uh, strongly. He said it's, he believes it's the most consequential election since uh, Lincoln. And, you know, especially um, your three books, as well as the most recent one, I mean, just, I was just rereading it again today. And I was here in 2008, just it feels the same way you know it was a terrible terrible thing that we we didn't have to lose so that's kind of what the feeling here is on the ground we just there's a big sense of this you know spiritual battle uh, going on that just is so much like it was uh, back in 2008 well what are some of the reasons that ralph says on why the stakes can't be higher well i think there's there's two things one you know that a lot of people just don't like like the president and you know this that's just how he is, and thank God that he's like that for for a lot of us. But actually, actually, I like I know. that I've come to <laughs> yeah. really like his personality. I have I have a whole section, God Trump in the twenty twenty election, on what Donald Trump yeah. is really like, and I go into stuff like promises made, promises right. kept. I mean, surprise, surprise, a politician That's actually right. does that, and there's a lot of uh, personal stuff that people who know him a lot better than I do because I've only talked to him yeah. twice but they you know that he's really a nice guy it's just that he will not back right. down you know the other side are really right. bullies and conservatives and republicans and christians just sort of uh, right. fold immediately if there's any kind of pushback at all and Donald Trump doesn't in fact I say in my book that really it stood for religious freedom for persecuted right. Christians in other parts of the world and so forth more than any right. other president, maybe right. ever. And so I think that these are things, of course, that I believe in personally and people can read in the book, but I'm interested in your take. And then I want to talk about something else that actually I go into the book quite a bit, and that is the whole issue right. of prayer and the place that Christians have right. in this election in the, in the spiritual realm. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I was just, re just re like I said, reading a couple of the books, but what's going to happen in 92 days is going to affect us for, for the next 50 years at least. That's why it's absolutely critical. And I, I would believers just remember two things. First of all, uh, the things that he's accomplished. I mean, he, they've been, we've been trying for a half century to move the embassy to Jerusalem. He moved the embassy to Jerusalem he put two Supreme Court justices on. If he did nothing else but that, 
He's appointed over 200 judges now, which will totally transform things from here on out. He removed the Johnson Amendment. Most people don't probably realize what that is, but it was a, an onerous uh, law put in by President Johnson that essentially forbid churches from speaking out on issues. And he removed that. So churches are totally free now. He went to the UN. It was, it was just amazing. I was here when that happened. He went to the United Nations and demanded that the persecution of Christians stop right in front of the Secretary General. You know, he's um, just one after another, essentially the things we've been trying to do for the past 50 years. But the other thing um, that I think it's really important for people to understand, and I understand you know, a lot of Christians just, you know, I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but he was at the um, National Prayer Breakfast, and essentially he kind of got upset, and he, he basically said to the audience, you know, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm on my third marriage. You know, um, he had quoted a Bible verse and didn't quote the, the, you know, the, the thing properly. And the whole room just kind of laughed at him. It was really kind of sad. But he said, look, guys, I'm not holy and, and great like you, but you gave me a list of things to do. And you've been trying to do them for half a century and you didn't get any of them done. And I got them done in three years. So just quit going at me and get with the program. But I think the second thing that's really important for, for believers to know, especially people that, you know, have problem with, you know, I mean, he's not exactly the, you know, a godly saint or anything, but the people that surround him, and I'm just going to give a, just a quick list of them, but some of the most godly people that many of them I've known for many, many years, I mean, some of the most godly people in Washington, D.C., you could imagine, um, from Kellyanne Conway, Kelly McEnany, just, you know, uh, gave the most wonderful testimony how her life was transformed by Ravi Zacharias. Vince Haley, who's the, the man that writes his speeches, he's the most, one of the most godly men I know. Um, you know, Ben Carson, Sonny Perdue, Bill Barr, Betsy DeVos, you know, Alex Azar, and, and Mike Pompeo, especially when he was a congressman, between Mike Pompeo and, and, you know, the vice president. I mean, these were two of the key, you know, prayer people on Capitol Hill, and they're both in the vice president and secretary of state. And of course, if Donald Trump loses, all that yeah. is gone. Other people will be in those right. positions. I mean, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, individual Christians and individual roles is not really what we're dealing with. We're dealing about the direction of our country and the fact that the left, you know, this goes way beyond Democrats who are liberal because mm-hmm. liberals are much more reasonable. And I mean, it's getting just so radical and it's becoming more and more and more radical. I mean, just look at the protests, or, or it really is way beyond protests. What word do we use is, no, is anarchy yeah. in, in uh, Portland every single night. You, you know, they don't even mention George Floyd's name right. anymore. Protesting is, you know, you uh, carry a bunch of signs. You know, we see protesting outside the Supreme Court just about every day of the year. But, you know, it's peaceful and, and people might chant something, but it's not any right. more than that. What's going on is just absolute right. anarchy. But you know what? Th- th- this is a spiritual right. realm. And, uh, you know, I hope people read my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 Election, the sequel, God, Trump, and COVID-19. They can get it on my on my own website called Steve Strang Books. Dot com, And I hope they'll take a look because I really do a deep dive much more than we can in a 15 or 20 minute right. podcast. But I, I wanted your perspective because you have a spiritual perspective. Yeah. You're a spiritual man. You're a man of prayer. 
And I write in my books about how important, at least in my opinion, the prayer movements were in 2016, where just thousands and thousands of people were praying for the direction of this country and for praying for Donald Trump specifically to be elected. And as I've said many times, and as quoting the Word of God, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is not about Nancy Pelosi right. or you know or Joe Biden or anyone else. We re- wrestle with principalities and powers, and you know nowhere are they manifest more than in the governments of the world, in my opinion, and even in our government. So you're right there in, in Washington right. D.C. You you told me that there's almost like an oppression over the oh. city. What do you see happening? Uh, and and how can people pray? And maybe you could also tell us a little bit about the prayer that's right. going on there in Washington, kind of behind right. the scenes that nobody knows about. Well, I'm sure you you heard part of this, but in 2016, a lot of people don't know um, about, it was about late July, we all got a note that the campaign was over. I'll never forget that. They'd had a meeting and there was just no way they're going to win. They were just kind of going to cruise out. And people began to pray. One, one group started a White House prayer team that, that every day sent a, a message out to a big group, list of people to pray and then prayed by, you know, meet by each of the meetings. And people began to pray. And within two weeks, all of a sudden, everything changed. You know, the president, um, there's a lot of different stories about exactly what happened. But the one I heard was he came into the office, went up to the campaign office and asked forgiveness and came, came back to God. But overnight, the polls changed, and I was on. I was in Trump Tower with the team on that night, and it was such an amazing miracle. There was nobody in the campaign office. There couldn't have been 20 people. It was an absolute miracle, and it was so bad that at two o'clock, I remember looking around and all, and, and all the staff were all had jobs the next day because nobody that was working for him even thought he was going to win. So I believe that we saw a miracle in 2016. There was no possible way he should have won, but he did. And we're in the same kind of a situation and maybe even worse. And if people, if people could just put it in perspective, if when you see these riots and the burnings and all of these things that are going on, that's the people that are waiting to take control. I was here in 2008 and I mean, we just felt the whole city just turned, turned uh, heavy and evil overnight. So um, we just really like to encourage people, first of all, and I don't mean to, you know, to promote your books and stuff, but my God, you know, buy a bunch of your books or anybody's and give it to every friend, you know, and get people out to vote, but also to do deep spiritual warfare, because what happens in, in these few days, but we turned it around once in 2016, and I think we can do it again. And in particular, if anyone's, you know, in the people that are in Washington, there's a lot of prayer movements going on. There's prayer on the mall. There's events coming up. And if people are just here for a day, I think there's one prayer meeting meets every day at 7:30 and 12, right uh, at the Hart Hart Senate Office Building, right across the street from the Supreme Court. So people can come in, you know, for a couple minutes or an hour. And then also we're just asking people to set aside every day at 7:30 and 12 to just take a moment to pray and ask God to do a miracle like he did in 2016. The stakes are too high. I agree with you entirely. That's why I wrote these books. That was my way to do it. It's why I have this podcast. You know, I want you to tell people how they can reach you because there may be some people that do want to participate in that prayer. 
and they they want to connect with you in some way. So if there's an yeah. email or a website they can go to. Sure. Um, they just, I mean, they don't have to do anything. You just show up at, you know, at 7.30 or 12. And also, but if it, we would just like people that are, uh, say, I'll, I'll, I'll pledge to pray. They can just send a, a message to the White House Prayer Team at gmail.com. It can't be any clearer. White House Prayer Team at gmail.com, and they'll get a, a daily prayer bulletin. And then also, you know, if you have a friend that lives in the area, stop by for a few minutes. I think the last I heard was they've already they've already prayed with seven or eight senators just in the you know few days to, since it started. So there's there's a daily there's a prayer on you know on the mall. There's prayer in a number of different places, but specifically if people are visiting Washington or have friends here. And, you know, a lot of us have been very discouraged, but uh, different people have started to pray. And we feel that, you know, we can do the miracle that God did it once before in 2016, and he can do it again. Amen. I believe it. And as I said, that's why I wrote these books. And, in fact, I did a podcast. You can find it on the Strang Report on the Charisma Podcast Network, kind of on why charisma is becoming political. I've gotten some criticism for that, and I wanted to explain that, uh, we're not being political for political sake. I, I have been a registered Democrat and a re- registered <laughs> Republican. And I, I yeah. even write about that in my book. And I'm not involved in party politics at all. But what's happening in our country is just so serious. And so many Christians are so timid and mealy-mouthed and right. kind of wanting you know, to be like the ostrich with the head in the sand. And, and this is my way to kind of wake up the church. So I appreciate what you yeah. said about the books? Yeah, just one last thing. What, yeah, one last thing I, I, I would like to remind people of. I spent I spent a couple of days just watching the you know the Antifa and this these groups that are against us, and I I was just absolutely shocked at the dedication, the organization, and the commitment. And it was mostly young white twenty something young girls. It was amazing. They beat me up and threw me on the on the ground. But the dedication, the passion was something that was just astounding. And that's a challenge to us. I mean, the fate of not only America, but the world's at stake. If we fail, I mean, it's, it's decades that this can't be taken back. And we're just calling on people. If the other side, you know, can riot and burn and, and have an organized thing, program like this, we at least, at the very least, can pray and, and give our, you know, your friends, anyone you know, these, these, you know, books and information and say, you know, get out and vote. And if they have any questions, well, you know, just, I mean, we really need a miracle. But the, the passion and the power on the other side is something I think, if nothing else, should drive us to our knees. I agree with you. I saw it happen as you did in 2016. Yep. I deal with it in these books. And... Um, you know, I'm hoping that the other side has just overplayed its hand, and, and God can take things that the devil meant for evil and turn them for yeah. good. You know, we know that in the story of Joseph, and there's a lot of examples in the Bible. So thank you to Amir George for being on my uh, podcast today. I'll in, uh, invite people to share this podcast with others, to be sure to read the newsletter or the article, rather, on charismanews.com that will go with it. Come out, come out, out and pray. That's right. Come out and pray and, and tune in tomorrow for another podcast. I'm doing one every day, uh, five days a week, counting down the days to the election. And uh, I need you to 
help me get the yeah, books yeah. out uh, on stevestrangbooks.com. Uh, there's different ways that you can buy it less expensively and in, in larger quantities. There's different specials that the staff put together and so forth. And I pray that you'll do it. And also, I'll tell you that since I started this podcast on January 1st, we now have over 600,000 wow. downloads. And uh, part of that's because people yeah. share it. So I'll encourage you to share it. And, you know, Steve, Steve, Steve these, giving the books out is one of the easiest things you can do. You know, you just give it to somebody. You don't have to, you know, proselytize them or get political. Just say, hey, I've got this interesting book. I think that's probably one of the best things people can do right now in addition to praying. And the book is an apologetic right. on why Christians should vote for Trump, even though he's not perfect. And there's even a section in there on kind of talking yeah. points for when you're talking <laughs> to right. your relatives that are like really that's anti-Trump right. or or uh, really hard, you know, yeah. uh, died in the wool liberals. It kind of gives you yeah. some points that you can use. I, I just wanted to be, yeah. uh, to be practical. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a good read. And uh, I, can we just say, can we can we just send a quick, say a quick prayer when we finish? Please do. Dear Lord, right now you said if two of us were in any place together, you would be there. And so we believe you're with us right now. And you said if those same two or three of us would agree about anything, that you would hear us and you'd answer us. And right now, Lord, we pray that you would do a miracle. We stand against the enemy in the name of Jesus. We will not turn this country over. We will not turn over 250 years of history. And in the name of Jesus, we ask you to do a miracle. We pray, especially for the president right now. We, we know that he's, he's discouraged. One thing after another has come against him. But in the name of Jesus, we pray that you'd get, raise him up and, and make him, Father, strong and powerful, Lord. And we pray in the name of Jesus, you'd give us victory in 92 days. Amen. And I have a whole lot of respect for him. And he has also written a book about the election. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but but uh, I'm always glad to kind of promote the stuff he does. And so um, today I'm just going to have a conversation with uh, Amir George, who I know is a real man of prayer, a man who's very concerned about what's happening in America. So let me welcome you and just ask you if maybe you could give my listeners a little overview to this uh, op-ed that you wrote for us. You know, Ralph Reed said it was a great, a big a consequential election, but Newt, Newt Gingrich just recently put it even more uh, strongly. He said it's, he believes it's the most consequential election since um, Lincoln. And, you know, especially um, your three books, as well as the most recent one, I mean, just, I was just rereading it again today. And I was here in 2008, just it feels the same way you know it was a terrible terrible thing that we we didn't have to lose so that's kind of what the feeling here is on the ground we just there's a big sense of this you know spiritual battle uh, going on that just is so much like it was uh, back in 2008 well what are some of the reasons that ralph says on why the stakes can't be higher well i think there's there's two things one you know that a lot of people just don't like like the president and you know this that's just how he is, and thank God that he's like that for for a lot of us. But actually, actually, I like I know. that I've come to <laughs> yeah. really like his personality. I have I have a whole section of God Trump in the twenty twenty election on what Donald Trump yeah. is really like, and I go into stuff like promises made, promises right. Right. kept. I mean, surprise, surprise, a politician That's actually right. does that, and there's a lot of uh, personal stuff that people who know him a lot better than I do because I've only talked to him yeah. twice, but they, you know, that he's really a nice guy. It's just that he will not back right. down. You know, the other side are really right. bullies and conservatives and Republicans and Christians just sort of uh, right. fold 
immediately if there's any kind of pushback at all, and Donald Trump doesn't. In fact, I say in my book that really it stood for religious freedom, for persecuted Christians in other parts of the world and so forth, more than any other president, maybe ever. And so I think that these are things, of course, that I believe in personally, and people can read in the book, but I'm interested in your take. And then I want to talk about something else that actually I go into the book quite a bit, and that is the whole issue of prayer and the place that Christians have in this election in this in the spiritual realm. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I've just re- just re- like I said, reading a couple of the books. But what's going to happen in 92 days is going to affect us for for the next 50 years at least. That's why it's absolutely critical. And I, I would believers just remember two things. First of all, uh, the things that he's accomplished. I mean, he they've been we've been trying for a half century to move the embassy to Jerusalem. He moved the embassy to Jerusalem. He put two Supreme Court justices on if he did nothing else but that. He's appointed over 200 judges now, which will totally transform things from here on out. He removed the Johnson Amendment. Most people don't probably realize what that is, but it was an onerous uh, law put in by President Johnson that essentially forbid churches from speaking out on issues. And he removed that. So churches are totally free now. He went to the UN. I was, it was just amazing. I was here when that happened. He went to the United Nations and demanded that the persecution of Christians stop right in front of the Secretary General. You know, he's um, just one after another, essentially the things we've been trying to do for the past 50 years. But the other thing um, that I think it's really important for people to understand, and I understand you know, a lot of Christians just, you know, I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but he was at the um, National Prayer Breakfast, and Essentially, he kind of got upset, and he he basically said to the audience, you know, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm on my third marriage. You know, um, he had quoted a Bible verse and didn't quote the, the, you know, the, the thing properly, and the whole room just kind of laughed at him. It was really kind of sad. But he said, look, guys, I'm not holy and, and great like you, but you gave me a list of things to do, and you've been trying to do them for half a century, and you didn't get any of them done, and I got them done in three years. So just quit going at me and get with the program. But I think the second thing that's really important for, for believers to know, especially people that, you know, have problem with, you know, I mean, he's not exactly the, you know, a godly saint or anything, but the people that surround him, and I'm just give a, just a quick list of them, but some of the most godly people that many of them I've known for many, many years. I mean, some of the most godly people in Washington, D.C., you could imagine, um, from Kellyanne Conway, Kaylee McEnany just, you know, uh, gave the most wonderful testimony how her life was transformed by Ravi Zacharias. Vince Haley, who's the the man that writes his speeches, he's the most one of the most godly men I know. Um, you know, Ben Carson, Sonny Perdue, Bill Barr, Betsy DeVos, you know, Alex Azar, and, and Mike Pompeo, especially when he was a congressman. Between Mike Pompeo and and you know the vice president, I mean, these were two of the key you know, prayer people on Capitol Hill, and they're both in the vice president and secretary of state. And of course, if Donald Trump loses, all that is gone. Other people will be in those positions. I mean, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, individual Christians and individual roles is not really what we're dealing with. We're dealing about the direction of our country and the fact that the left, you know, this goes way beyond Democrats who are liberal, because Mm -hmm. liberals 
are much more reasonable. And I mean, it's getting just so radical and it's becoming more and more and more radical. I mean, just look at the protests or, or it really is way beyond protests. What word do we use is, oh, is anarchy yeah. in, in uh, Portland every single night. You, you know, they don't even mention George Floyd's name right. anymore. Protesting is, you know, you uh, carry a bunch of signs. You know, we see protesting outside the Supreme Court just about every day of the year. But, you know, it's peaceful and, and people might chant something, but it's not any right. more than that. What's going on is just absolute right. anarchy. But you know what? Th- th- this is a spiritual right. realm. And, uh, you know, I hope people read my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 election, the sequel, God, Trump, and COVID-19. They can get it on my on my own website called Steve Strang Books. Dot com, And I hope they'll take a look because I really do a deep dive much more than we can in a 15 or 20 minute right. podcast. But I, I wanted your perspective because you have a spiritual perspective. Yep. You're a spiritual man. You're a man of prayer. And I write in my books about how important, at least in my opinion, the prayer movements were in 2016, where just thousands right. and thousands of people were praying for the direction of this country and for praying for Donald Trump specifically to be elected. And as I've said many times, and as quoting the Word of God, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is not about Nancy Pelosi right. or you know, or Joe Biden or anyone else. We re- wrestle with principalities and powers, and you know, nowhere right. are they manifest more than in the governments of the world, in my opinion, and even in our government. So you're right there in, in Washington right. to see you. You told me that there's almost like an oppression over the oh. city. What do you see happening, uh, and and how can people pray? And maybe you could also tell us a little bit about the prayer that's right. going on there in Washington, kind of behind right. the scenes that nobody knows about. Well, I'm sure you you heard part of this, but in 2016, a lot of people don't know um, about. It was about late July. We all got a note that the campaign was over. I'll never forget that. They'd had a meeting, and there was just no way they're going to win. They were just kind of going to cruise out. And people began to pray. One one group started a White House prayer team that, that every day sent a message out to a big group, list of people to pray, and then prayed by, you know, meet by each of the meetings. And people began to pray. And within two weeks, all of a sudden, everything changed. You know, the president, um, there's a lot of different stories about exactly what happened. But the one I heard was he came into the office, went up to the campaign office and asked forgiveness and came came back to God. But overnight, the polls changed. And I was on I was in Trump Tower with the team on that night. And it was such an amazing miracle. There was nobody in the campaign office. There couldn't have been 20 people. It was an absolute miracle. And it was so bad that at two o'clock, I remember looking around and all, and, and all the staff were all had jobs the next day because nobody that was working for him even thought he was going to win. So I believe that we saw a miracle in 2016. There was no possible way he should have won, but he did. And we're in the same kind of a situation, and maybe even worse. And if people, if people could just put it in perspective, if when you see these riots and the burnings and all of these things that are going on, that's the people that are waiting to take control. I was here in 2008, and I mean, we just felt the whole city just turned, turned uh, heavy and evil overnight. So um, we just really like to encourage people, first of all, and I don't mean to, you know, to promote your books and stuff, but my God, you know, 
buy a bunch of your books or anybody's and give it to every friend you know and get people out to vote, but also to do deep spiritual warfare because what happens in, in these few days, but we turned it around once in 2016 and I think we can do it again. And in particular, if anyone's you know in the people that are in Washington, there's a lot of prayer movements going on. There's prayer on the mall. There's events coming up. And if people are just here for a day, I think there's one prayer meeting meets every day at 7.30 and 12, right uh, at the Hart, Hart Senate office building, right across the street from the Supreme Court. So people can come in, you know, for a couple minutes or an hour. And then also we're just asking people to set aside every day at 7.30 and 12 to just take a moment to pray and ask God to do a miracle like he did in 2016. The stakes are too high. I agree with you entirely. That's why I wrote these books. That was my way to do it. It's why I have this podcast. You know, I want you to tell people how they can reach you because there may be some people that do want to participate sure. in that prayer and they they want to connect with you in some way. So if there's an yeah. email or a website they can go to. Sure. Um, they just, I mean, they don't have to do anything. You just show up at, you know, at 7.30 or 12. And also, but if it, we would just like people that are, uh, say, I'll, I'll, I'll pledge to pray. They can just send a, a message to the White House Prayer Team at gmail.com. It can't be any clearer. White House Prayer Team at gmail.com, and they'll get a, a daily prayer bulletin. And then also, you know, if you have a friend that lives in the area, stop by for a few minutes. I think the last I heard was they've already, they've already prayed with seven or eight senators just in the, you know, few days to, since it started. So there's there's a daily there's a prayer on you know on the mall there's prayer in a number of different places but specifically if people are visiting Washington or have friends here and you know a lot of us have been very discouraged but uh, different people have started to pray and we feel that you know we can do the miracle that God did it once before in 2016 and He can do it again. Amen. I believe it. And as I said, that's why I wrote these books. And in fact, I did a podcast. You can find it on the Strang Report on the Charisma Podcast yeah. Network, kind of on why charisma is becoming political. I've gotten some criticism for that, and yeah. I wanted to explain that uh, we're not being political for political sake. I I have been a registered Democrat and a re registered <laughs> Republican, and I I yeah. even write about that in my book. And I'm not involved in party politics at all, but what's happening in our country is just so serious. And so many Christians are so timid and mealy-mouthed and right. kind of wanting you know, to be like the ostrich with the head in the sand. And, and this is my way to kind of wake up the church. So I appreciate what you yeah. said about the books. Yeah, just one last thing. What, yeah, one last thing I, I, I would like to remind people of. I spent I spent a couple of days just watching the you know the Antifa and this these groups that are against us and I I was just absolutely shocked at the dedication the organization and the commitment and it was mostly young white twenty something young girls it was amazing they beat me up and threw me on the on the ground but the dedication the passion was something that was just astounding. And that's a challenge to us. I mean, the fate of not only America, but the world's at stake. If we fail, I mean, it's, it's decades that this can't be taken back. And we're just calling on people. If the other side, you know, can riot and burn and, and have an organized thing, program like this, we at least, at the very least, can pray and, and give our, you know, your friends, anyone you know, these, these, you know, books and information and say, you know, get out and vote. And if they have any questions, well, you know, just 
I mean, we really need a miracle, but the, the passion and the power on the other side is something I think, if nothing else, should drive us to our knees. I agree with you. I saw it happen as you did in 2016. Yep. I deal with it in these books. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that the other side has just overplayed its hand and, and God can take things that the devil meant for evil and turn them for yeah. good. You know, we know that in the story of Joseph, and there's a lot of examples in the Bible. So thank you to Amir George for being on my uh, podcast today. I'll in, uh, invite people to share this podcast with others, to be sure to read the newsletter or the article, rather, on charismanews.com that will go with it. Come out, come out, out and pray. That's right. Come out and pray and, and tune in tomorrow for another podcast. I'm doing one every day, uh, five days a week, counting down the days to the election. And uh, I need you to help me get the yeah, books yeah. out uh, on stevestrangbooks.com. Uh, there's different ways that you can buy it less expensively and in larger quantities. There's different specials that the staff put together and so forth. And I pray that you'll do it. And also I'll tell you that since I started this podcast on January 1st, we now have over 600,000 wow. downloads. And uh, part of that's because people yeah. share it. So I'll encourage you to share it. And, you know, Steve, Steve, Steve these, the, giving the books out is one of the easiest things you can do. You know, you just give it to somebody. You don't have to, you know, proselytize them or get political. Just say, hey, I've got this interesting book. I think that's probably one of the best things people can do right now in addition to praying. And the book is an apologetic right on why Christians should vote for Trump, even though he's not perfect. And there's even a section in there on kind of talking yeah. points for when you're talking That's to right. your relatives that are like really anti-Trump right. or or uh, really hard, you know, yeah. dyed-in-the-wool liberals. It kind of gives you yeah. some points that you can use. I, I just want it to be, yeah. uh, to be practical. Yeah. Hopefully it's a good read. And uh, I, Can we just send a quick, say a quick prayer when we finish? Please do. Dear Lord, right now, you said if two of us we're in any place together, you would be there. And so we believe you're with us right now. And you said if those same two or three of us would agree about anything, that you would hear us and you'd answer us. And right now, Lord, we pray that you would do a miracle. We stand against the enemy in the name of Jesus. We will not turn this country over. We will not turn over 250 years of history. And in the name of Jesus, we ask you to do a miracle. We pray, especially for the president right now. We, we know that he's, he's discouraged. One thing after another has come against him. But in the name of Jesus, we pray that you get, raise him up and, and make him, Father, strong and powerful, Lord. And we pray in the name of Jesus, you give us victory in 92 days. Amen. Amen.